0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkas. Good Sunday to everyone tuning in to us right now. I hope you're all having a blessed day and I hope you all had a very relaxing weekend. It is, I think, the second weekend of 2021 and you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence Gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Lots and lots is happening today in the world of apps because we're going to be talking about WhatsApp choosing to delay their privacy changes. These are the changes that have left everyone on the edge of their seats. Some people considered not using WhatsApp altogether and switching over to Signal. So, could this be the reason behind WhatsApp delaying all of its privacy policies. We're going to be telling you all about this in just a few moments. But sticking to the world of apps, TikTok is also making headlines because now they have chosen to make young teens accounts a lot more private and parents don't even have to opt in for this. It will be happening automatically in the world of gadgets lots and lots is happening as well because if you own a wearable or an apple watch fitbit samsung watch you name it these wearables could be predicting whether or not you have covid19 even before you show symptoms how does this happen we're going to be also telling you about it in just a few moments but if you're living right here in the uae there is one whatsapp scam that you should be aware of what is it and who is in risk we're going to be telling you about it as well and we're talking about leaked web pages that have confirmed that the galaxy s21 is coming without a charger in the box what's going on samsung are you becoming a little jealous from apple and choosing to save some money this is going to be the topic of discussion for today as well lots and lots is on the show and in store today so keep pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back pulse 95 daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world Today's tech news is all about the world of apps because WhatsApp is making headlines once again. I mean, what's new with WhatsApp? Because they recently announced that they wanted to update their privacy policy and they were... Definitely welcomed with a lot of backlash. A lot of people even considered switching over to Signal or even Telegram just to avoid all of the privacy complications that WhatsApp was basically forcing on all users. They were sending out a notification for all users to go ahead and accept certain terms and conditions that were stating that they're going to be sharing all of their information, not necessarily private chats, but specific information about every user with their sister company, Facebook. Lots of people were worried about it. It was going to be coming in effect on the 8th of February. But now, WhatsApp has chosen to delay the introduction of the new privacy policy that they announced after confusion and user backlash that was basically forcing WhatsApp to go ahead and explain for itself what the new privacy policy is all about. Now, a lot of people were worried, as I've mentioned, that their data was going to be shared with Facebook. And while that's true, Private conversations are not going to be shared with WhatsApp or, I mean, with Facebook, because the main aim behind this collaboration is to help grow the e-commerce side of WhatsApp. They want to push their businesses to use WhatsApp more often. So let's say you're having a conversation with Aramex, Nemshi, any of the online uh, shopping platforms, these conversations are going to be shared with Facebook in an effort to try and lure advertisers to use our information and to target the ads that we get on social media platforms in a much better manner. Now, they are trying to listen to their people, so they've heard about all the backlash and the confusion about the most recent update, and this is part of the reason why they've decided to push the deadline to May 15. While they further explain the changes, WhatsApp did come out in a statement and say that they are not going to be sharing our private information, but they're choosing to push the deadline to May 15 so that they can explain all of those changes even more. Now, for those of you who don't know, WhatsApp is actually an end to end encryption, which means that only the messenger and the person receiving the message can go ahead and read the content of that message and that these messages are actually not stored on Facebook servers or WhatsApp servers. However, WhatsApp is trying to push aggressively into messaging for businesses. And this is the main reason behind the privacy policy that they are trying to alert users of. Now, Facebook did announce that they are not going to be accessing those messages for any type of ad targeting However, the language in the updated terms and conditions did concern many users who were worried that Facebook would suddenly see their private messages. WhatsApp, as I've mentioned, did announce that this is not true. However, not everyone is on board with this change. Now, a lot of people tend to shop on WhatsApp without even knowing even though there is no, you know, physical Cart that you go ahead and fill out on WhatsApp, you are actually contacting business owners on WhatsApp, whether it was a small cafe, you know, in the little streets of Sharjah, or even if it was one of the biggest companies like Amazon, Noon, Namshi, you're contacting their service providers over this platform. So, this miscommunication has caused a lot of people to consider switching to different platforms such as Signal and Telegram. And this is part of the reason why WhatsApp have decided to. Hold on, wait a little bit, explain their um, privacy policies a little bit in a much clearer manner, and then go ahead and push for them. But as WhatsApp serves a lot of and receives a lot of backlash, one company is trying to prevent future backlash and that is tiktok now tiktok has been under fire lately because of all of their privacy concerns and many people have been worried about allowing their children and teenagers to go ahead and use the platform and this is part of the reason why tiktok has decided to make young teens accounts a lot more private by default, so strangers actually cannot see or comment on their videos. When a young teenager goes ahead and signs up on the platform, their account will be more private without the parent even trying because the updated default settings for users that are between the age 13 to 15 will limit who can see and who can comment on their videos. Only users who the teenager have added as friends will be able to view their videos and their accounts will actually not be suggested to other users. Now, this is a big move by TikTok because we do know that their algorithm revolves around people finding videos of strangers and actually liking them, sharing them with their friends and loved ones. And this is how the popularity grows. But TikTok is planning to disable this option For anyone who is between the age of 13 and 15, just in an effort to try and protect all of their young users. Now, the apps Do It and Stitch actually have very similar features to this, which allow users to repost and respond to another person's video. However, anyone who's under the age of 16 years old does not get that option. So TikTok is definitely getting jealous from its sister platforms. But the ability to download videos of users under the age of 16 is also being disabled on uh, the sister platforms do it and stitch However, on TikTok, for users between the age of 16 and 17, TikTok is actually disabling that ability. So you cannot actually go ahead and download videos if you're under the age of 17. Now, the suit of tweaks should add up to TikTok because they're trying to be more protective of their youngest users. However, TikTok is growing in popularity, and I feel like even if they did not introduce such features, many parents will be a little bit weary about letting their children use those platforms. Because not every child goes onto TikTok to create those videos. A lot of them go on the platform to actually watch the videos that are being created. So I feel like TikTok should also work a little bit on creating content that is well-suited for those children. Now, TikTok does have a separate app that is mainly targeted for children, and it is known as TikTok for younger users. Now, this app actually shows curated videos that are more specifically targeted for children, does not have very sensitive content. And this is all part of the allegations that actually TikTok received that uh, they are not being as conservative as they should. And TikTok actually had to pay $5.7 million back in 2019 just to settle those allegations. Let us know. If you're a parent, do you allow your children on TikTok? And are you a pro-TikToker or an anti-TikToker? Do you let them Create videos, or do you only allow them to watch videos, or do you not let them be on the platform altogether? Our text lines are open for Do it a lot. Or sign into our DMs at pulse ninety five Radio. Coming up, lots and lots is in store on the show because if you have a wearable, Apple Watch, smart watch, ring, there are smart rings out there. If you have any form of wearable, you will want to tune into our next segment because we're talking about how those wearables can help detect COVID nineteen symptoms even before they appear. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. In the world of wearables, there are a lot of competitors. We have smart rings, we have smart watches. And in the realm of smart watches, you've got Fitbits, you've got Apple watches, you've got Samsung watches. Which do you pick and who do you pick? Which which industry do you go for? Do you go for Apple? Do you go for Samsung? Do you go for Ring? Do you go for Whoop? There are so many to pick from. But at the end of the day, the reality of it all If we're talking about which one of them serves its function, the main function behind them all were to basically help us track our movement, help us track sometimes even our calories that we burn during certain workouts, help create an ecosystem with our phone and laptops, just like we see with Apple and Samsung. And on a lot of the times, they've even helped a lot of people track their sleep. They have saved lives when it comes to fall detection. We've talked about endless stories of the elderly citizens that have you know, basically uh, thank the Apple Watch for saving their lives because they have alerted the emergency services that they are not feeling well. But during the coronavirus pandemic, Apple Watches, Samsung Watches, wearables in general have had their roles a little bit shifted because they were also being used as diagnostic tools to help detect COVID-19 symptoms even before they appear so they were actually pointing out who has COVID-19 and who doesn't days before someone got their positive result back and this is part of the reason why a lot of wearables have actually been more on the market recently just so that they can help detect the COVID-19 pandemic now devices like the Apple Watch and the Fitbit watches can actually according to many studies, help detect even people who are asymptomatic. And this is all because of the very uh, tiny metrics that they go ahead and measure. So for those of you who do not own a wearable, many wearables can actually track your heartbeat. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of people have actually detected that they got the COVID-19 virus even before they showed symptoms. Because when an individual catches the COVID-19 virus up to seven days before they feel sick, The Apple Watch can actually detect the subtle changes in their heartbeats, which could could point out they are struggling to breathe. Uh, Their heart is working a lot more than they usually would so that they can breathe easier. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of scientists have actually pushed for the use of the heart rate variability metric in the Apple Watch. And this is not just for the Apple Watch. I'm just using it as an example. It also applies to the Samsung watch, even the Fitbit at times. Now. We already knew in the past that the heart rate variability markers change as our body, you know, fights viruses, fights bacterias. You could even point it out yourself when you're feeling a little bit under the weather. You would feel your body getting hotter and getting colder easier. You could even feel that you're you're just feeling weak and tired altogether, but also that your heart rate is working and your heart is working a lot more than it would usually in just your day-to-day activities now individuals with COVID-19 tend to experience lower heart rate or in other words little variation in time between heartbeats in contrast to those who do not have the COVID-19 virus and this is one of the reasons why a lot of people have actually been able to uh, depend on Apple watches to be one of the reasons why they actually detected the covid-19 virus in their bodies now other studies by stanford for example have actually showcased that a lot of people who wore different trackers such as the fitbit and even garmin which is a very known wearable company have been able to detect about 80 per 81% of COVID-19 positive uh, patients simply by looking at changes in their resting heart rate. So even if you're not doing anything, if your body is fighting a certain virus, your heart rate would be extremely elevated in comparison to those who don't have the COVID-19 virus and are simply resting. They're not doing much with their day. They're not working out. Now, researchers actually were using the smartwatch data to identify nearly two thirds of COVID-19 cases four to seven days before people showed any symptoms at all this is a big deal because alerting people not to go out and not to meet other people means that you are basically minimizing the circle on which people have to test so let's say if I know that my heart rate is elevated the past few days I know that my temperature is not doing so well a lot of Fitbits can actually measure the changes in your temperature some smart rings can even detect that you're not sleeping as well as you would usually and this is again yet another pointer and yet another marker that your body there's something off with it go ahead and get it checked out so if i can actually find out that i have the covid19 virus before any symptoms then i will quarantine a lot faster and that would protect my loved ones and friends and family now another reason why such technology could also be amazing during the COVID-19 pandemic is because it actually compensates for some of the shortcomings with COVID testing. Now, the problem is people can't test all the time. So if you have something that can measure their vitals, that can measure their statistics on the go, that means you're also protecting their well-being on the go. And another issue is with COVID-19 testing, you're looking at 28 to 48 hours for you to get the results. So people are actually going out, going on with their days until they get the results. And this is part of the reason why using wearables can also help predict when you have the virus a lot sooner. Now, they don't come with without error, you know, every technology has somewhat of an error leeway that we have to pay attention to. And this is exactly why a lot of studies are actually currently working on strengthening the technology, making sure that it is error proof and making sure that we are also just as aware of all of those metrics that these wearables are measuring. Because the, wear- the wearable itself can't necessarily point out to you that, you know, hey, your sleep has been off. Hey, your heart rate is being off. But if you go ahead and check it more often, then that's when you'll notice the change in patterns. Let us know. Send in your thoughts at 4215, do it to How often do you actually depend on your wearables during your day-to-day life? Apart from just using it for working out, apart from just using it to, you know, check how many calories you burned in a certain workout... Do you actually check your heart rate? Do you actually check how well you slept during the day? We asked you on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio if you have a smartwatch or a wearable and about 67% answered yes. So if those 67% checked their you know, vitals more often, I think the world would be a lot safer with COVID-19. Coming up on the show, we still have lots and lots in store for you all. We're talking about a WhatsApp scam that is happening right here in the UAE that you and I should be aware of.
1: You're, you're listening, listening to
0: Pulse95 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 apps all around what's worth a click and download Pulse ninety let's just say 2021 is not whatsapp's year because whatsapp is just getting under fire everywhere whether it was privacy concerns that they're trying to push onto users by beginning of February and now they're pushing them all the way to May or even right here in the UAE because there is one alert to all citizens living right here in the UAE that is warning us that someone may just attempt to take over our account so if you've recently received a message that goes as hi i'm sorry i just sent a six digit code by sms by mistake can you go ahead and pass it to me And they give you that sense of urgency. Please do it soon. It's very urgent. Make sure you don't go ahead and reply. Because this is the latest scheme that many hackers are using to access people's WhatsApp accounts. And all they'll need is a valid phone number and a verification code. And that verification code is that six-digit code that the hacker was asking you for. So WhatsApp users that have been receiving those messages uh, that, you know, they the, the message is very it's very friendly. So it makes you seem like the person is actually in need of a service. They they just made a mistake, they made an error, and they want you to go ahead and share that six-digit verification code that WhatsApp sent by text. But behind every plead, there's a lot of questions when it comes to the online world. And unfortunately, many users that went ahead and shared that number actually got hacked. So hackers had access into their account and went ahead and blocked them from it. So not only did they go ahead and access their account, but they even made it impossible for them to get their accounts back now let's go ahead and explain how the scam works because whatsapp's terms of use actually specifically warn all of its users against sharing the code with anyone so the terms and conditions may be small but if you go ahead and take the time to read them you will find whatsapp actually warning people against sharing that code and this is all to protect our accounts as whatsapp users and you know it is one of the most popular messaging apps that many people depend on and the push notification with the verification code will go ahead and alert you every time someone enters the phone number to request the registration code. This is the code that a lot of hackers are seeking this week, and while it's possible that users may just mistype a number, they may go ahead and, you know, cause themselves to not send that code to their, to themselves when trying to register their own numbers, WhatsApp is warning us that this can also happen when someone attempts to take over our account. So WhatsApp actually came out in a statement and alerted all users that they should never share their WhatsApp verification code with anyone. If someone is trying to take over our accounts, they will need the SMS verification code that will be sent to your phone number to be able to do so. Without this code, any person attempting to verify their number cannot go ahead and complete that verification process and in turn they cannot go ahead and use your phone number on whatsapp now unfortunately whatsapp does not have sufficient information to identify which individuals are attempting to verify that whatsapp account so you can't necessarily catch those hackers however if we can go ahead and stop them we will not even need to identify them If you are a victim of that hack, how can you go ahead and recover your stolen account? There are a few steps that you can go ahead and follow, and those steps are actually given to us by the UAE Telecommunications Regulatory Authority. So first off, make sure you go ahead and try to remove or delete WhatsApp altogether and then reinstall it at different times of the day. Then, if that does not work out and you're not allowed or you don't have access to your account, then go ahead and send an email to the technical support of WhatsApp. The email is support at whatsapp.com. When you send the email, make sure you mention that your account is lost slash stolen. Make sure that you indicate in the email that you want WhatsApp to go ahead and deactivate your account. And last but not least, make sure you provide your phone number in the following format. So you go ahead and you include the national, you know, the national code, whether you're living right here in the UAE or any other part around the world. And make sure that you do, as I've mentioned, state in that email that you want WhatsApp to deactivate the account altogether. Another step, a very important step that you should go ahead and follow is to Inform your loved ones, inform your relatives and your friends about the hacking because the hacker may just use you as a tool to get to someone or even get to all of your contacts lists. So they may want to send a hacking link that they can go ahead and access other people's accounts through it. So make sure you go ahead and inform your friends, family, loved ones about the hacking and urge them not to respond to any messages coming from your number on WhatsApp. Last but not least, make sure you try and reinstall WhatsApp every single day at different times around the day because maybe just maybe you will be able to access your account once again and block that hacker these are just a few tips and tricks that you can go ahead and follow if you were a victim of the latest whatsapp scam but my hopes and wishes are that you are very attentive while uh, responding back to any messages or even emails that you receive regarding whatsapp or any other social media platform do not share any verification codes that you receive because these codes may just cause us to fall for them coming up on the show lots and lots is in store we're going to be talking about Galaxy S21 becoming a little bit jealous from iPhone 12s because they are. There are a lot of speculation that they may just not include chargers anymore. What's going on with in, with smartphone industries? Is the charger too much to ask for? But sadly, we may just not be getting a charger in the box of the Galaxy S21. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. You know, whenever two smartphone industries get jealous from one another, it's not too bad most of the times because a lot of the times they are trying to incorporate the features that let's say Samsung would have and Apple doesn't. Or Apple is trying to, you know, get a one feature or two from Samsung and Androids that Apple doesn't. But when it comes to following in the footsteps of removing certain things from the box that you get with a brand new phone. That's when competition is not doing well because there are a lot of rumors and leaks that are suggesting that Samsung is planning to follow in Apple's steps and remove the charger from the box of the brand new Galaxy S21 that will be announced this Thursday. Now, a lot of people may just say, you know, these are rumors and leaks. How do you know that they're going to be accurate? Well, those rumors and leaks also we're coming right out of the analyst who leaked the entire iphone 12 lineup so we're looking at trusted rumors and leaks and not just any rumor or leak now this analyst who is known as Evan blast actually shared images of the official galaxy s21 website so he had the entire design and the look of the box that might may i say did look a little tiny so i wouldn't be surprised if we did not get a charger in that box but The newest official Galaxy S21 and S21 Ultra will have a brand new design. They will support 5G, they'll have other enhancements, and the saddest part of it all is that they're not going to have a charger in the box, just like the iPhone. Now, Samsung is including a section on its website known as What's in the Box, and uh, in that Tagline. They're also including that the new smartphone comes with just what you need, which is the USB-C cable and not the USB-C cable and plug. Now, the issue behind all of this is that minimizing what you get with a smartphone. I mean, you're paying an arm and a leg for every smartphone. They are an investment and they do last you for, let's say, a couple of years. But at the end of the day, do you really want to spend even more money to get the plug? And even though a lot of those smartphone industries are removing the chargers in, you know, in an argument of we want to save the environment, we want to be more sustainable. People do not have the plugs for the USB-C, which causes them to go ahead and buy them separately, which also causes them to get that uh, new, the new plug, the smartphone plug with a box. So you're still making it less sustainable for the environment at the end of the day now Apple did announce that they are reconsidering their latest plans of removing the charger in the box however there's a lot of contradictory to what Samsung and Apple have done when they are announcing their brand new phones because removing the charger from the box and making sure that they're only including the wire itself is causing a lot of people to basically switch their thoughts on which smartphone they want to buy because Huawei, let's say, or Xiaomi, they do not—they do include a charger in the box. And a lot of people have actually switched to using those phones simply because they don't want to be paying even more for the charger. Now, in a related note, Samsung did invite all of their Twitter followers to go ahead and watch the Samsung Unpacked event. And they were actually sharing their tagline Twitter for iPhone. But those tweets were actually deleted later on because... They don't want to create a lot of contradictory. Let us know your thoughts. Are you with smartphone makers removing the charger from the box? Do you believe that it's a right for every user to get a a charger in the box? I mean, how else would you use the smartphone if you're not going to go ahead and buy one yourself? Personally, I feel like it is a right of every user to get a charger in the box and not just the cable that you can connect your phone to the plug using. There are a lot of rumors that, let's say, Apple... We'll basically create one hub where you can charge your phone and your Apple Watch through your MacBook. So that might make it a bit more sustainable, but again, at the end of the day, are you really gonna, you know, drag your laptop everywhere you go whenever you wanna charge your smartphone? It's not the most uh, convenient solution of them all. Our text lines are open for two and five. Do it this a lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. I wanna hear your thoughts about it because it's definitely a very interesting uh, struggle and conversation that we can all have. Future Talk is coming to an end, but the shows on Pulse95 are continuing. Coming up from 4 to 5 p.m. is Afternoon Karak with the Dream Team, Aisha mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah. They will be bringing you all that you need to know about what's happening in the entertainment industries, what shows and movies are trending at the moment. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'll catch you again same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, I want to wish you a blessed afternoon. Stay safe. <music>